Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying that 18-year-old Salvador Ramos does not have a history of mental illness. Those who knew him paint a very disturbing picture. One friend says Ramos would use knives to repeatedly cut his face just for fun. We have learned that Ramos was bullied over a childhood speech impediment, started wearing all-black clothing and combat, bo combat boots to school, and then stopped showing up to school altogether. The 18-year-old also had numerous run-ins with his drug-addicted mother, some of which involved police. The mother's boyfriend called the relationship tumultuous and called Ramos a weird kid. Oh, man. Half to two-thirds of kids get bullied at some point in school, I'm guessing. A lot. And, yeah, dang it. Uh, so we're going to focus on the mental health angle here for a while. I realize that uh, part of the divide we've got going on in the country is some people think that's a dodge to avoid the gun conversation. You're just being a coward by not taking on the, what actually is the problem, the guns. Uh, I, I think there are so many examples that mental health is, if not the issue, a very large issue with everything we got going on with record suicides and people on the street and the shootings and the everything and the number of people on antidepressants that's unprecedented and everything. Right. Well, and I just I find that uh, that argument that, for instance, idiot Joe Scarborough was making to be so incredibly unwise and, and just belligerently stupid. If you want to discuss gun laws, Good, let's do it. That's perfectly fine. But how profoundly disturbed and detached from a, a functioning human soul does somebody have to be to kill a bunch of children? Well, to shoot your grandma. Well, right. You can start there. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a dodge. What a horrific argument. Sorry. 
Anyway, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, both Jack and I, for new listeners uh, to the show, have uh, real-life experience dealing with the um, mental health professional world, uh, industry, practice. And uh, I will speak for myself. I found it, I continue to find it highly imperfect and frustratingly difficult to get anywhere. Um, specifically with family member, um, not not uh, useless, but not the way you picture it. Not at all. There's a huge element of uh, mental health care that's just a pill dispensary, for instance. And if you say, "Well, what about uh, cognitive uh, behavioral therapy? How about let's uh, let's uh, reform thoughts and stuff like that?" It's like, yeah, the appointment's over. Yeah. Well, I don't, no, I don't want to take up all your time here, but I can tell you. Uh, from personal experience, you can have a situation where you're in a crisis, like a crisis. Like, we don't know what to do. How is this? How are we going to function as a family? And you can make 30 phone calls and find one person that might say, we can get you in in two months. And you think, wow. what am I supposed to do, like, tonight, let wow. alone for the next two months? So, you know, if there's one thing we do around here, it's try to get to the reality of things, get past the, the shouting and the spin and the rest of it. We certainly have a point of view. I don't, I don't claim neutrality, just that we're trying to figure out what's actually happening. Got this note from uh, Doc Anonymous. I am a physician and wish to relay an incident that happened in my office the day before the Texas school shooting. A 14-year-old boy, yes, I will use gendered language, he, he throws in, uh, was brought to the office accompanied by his mother. In the exam, he specifically noted homicidal tendencies with clinical signs of depression. His mother concurred that he had expressed homicidal ideation. Oof. He has been seeing a counselor at school. The mother was concerned about his depression and wanted a prescription for an antidepressant and then to leave. I immediately contacted the local police. They came and did nothing but suggest evaluation by mental health. I was going to call the school administration to notify them of the risk he poses to the school. I was informed that that would be a HIPAA violation to notify the school without the child's permission. Wow. After the police left, the mother and child stormed out of the office. This is an example of a potential shooter. Red flags all over the place and nothing. We've gone way too far toward being concerned about the privacy and everything like that. That gets in the way of so many things. I have personally dealt with that so many times just recently. Got one uh, a psychologist I've been dealing with who's who insists upon this encoded messaging system rather than just emailing back and forth because, you know, we have to keep everything secret. And even though I've said, I'm not worried about it. Can we just email back and forth because it's so much easier? Because you got to have a passcode that never works and you need to be able to get into the site because everything's got to be encoded in a secret system because of HIPAA and because keeping everything private. I don't care about that. I wish you could just declare for the rest of my life, I don't care if everybody in the world knows me and my family's medical history. If we can just cut through like nine layers of BS... In terms of, oh, oh, and if you want to have one other therapist learn about the background on this therapist, the number of forms you got to get signed and run around, it's just crazy. Again, bad, bad choice of words. Um, yeah. uh, but it, it's just, it's such an impediment. We, we, we're, are, are, how many of you are that worried about your medical history? Are you? Really? That you can't have a conversation with the therapist? I got a crisis right now, but I can't get a message to you and you can't get a message back. 
Well, they're just talking about there with the whole HIPAA thing. I can't tell them about this situation because it'd be a violation of their their medical privacy. I hate that. I hate that. That's a side <laughs> note, but it gets it's gotten in my way this week. I wish I knew more about the particulars of the doctor's note and and how that stuff works and what the rules and regs are. It seems shocking to me that uh, I understand why, you know, I can't, as a doctor, uh, pick up the phone and alert the local newspaper. Hey, uh, John Smith is really depressed. Yeah, he's fighting some terrible depression. His his wife is worried at him, uh, worried about him, and the love has gone out of their marriage. I mean, I totally get that, and I'm glad that you know my privacy is protected and in, in, in you know uh, pretty thoroughly. On the other hand, the idea that there's no carve out for homicidal tendencies among troubled youth, we can't. You got to ask the kid: Is it okay if I tell the school you're homicidal? Nah, I don't think so. Nope. I mean, what what kind of society is that? It's a, you know what it is? It's a society crafted and shaped by attorneys. Abso-freaking-lutely. So the best organization in the country for taking a look at uh, these sorts of things is the Secret Service because of many, many years of they have investigated any threat against a, a, a public office holder. Any threat of any kind. And they go and investigate it and they compile a lot of data. Well, starting in 2012, because we're having so many of these, they applied the same techniques to any threat against a school. So the ones that do happen and the ones where somebody talks about it and it doesn't happen, and they compiled all the data on that. And there are a number of things that we can learn from that, including uh, what uh, one person pointed out to me. Always, not even most of the time, always these people tell somebody that they're going to do this, more or less. It might not be as specific as tomorrow at 3 here, but it is, mm-hmm. you know, th- this guy posted on Facebook that he was going to shoot up a school. Now, how do you catch that with a random post? You don't even know who it is, where they live, and all that sort of stuff. But they, they, the, these people need to express it for some reason, and they do. But also this, which I found troubling in terms of trying to identify these people. All attackers experience social stressors involving their relationships with peers and or romantic partners. Anybody ever have a period where they didn't have social stressors when they were in high school with either parents, peers, or romantic partners. Uh, attackers experience stressors in various ways of their lives, with nearly all experiencing at least one in the six months prior to the attack and half within two days of the attack. In addition to social stressors, other stressors experienced by the attackers were related to families, conflicts in the home, academic or disciplinary actions, or other personal issues. All school personnel should be trained to recognize students in this sort of crisis. I, I, I Go ahead. Well, I, I think we're probably about to say the same thing, unless I misunderstand some of the definitions of those terms. I mean, there's a club for people who uh, that describes. We're called humans. Right. Uh, I mean, if you're going to broaden it to six in the last six months, did you go through high school without any major stressors in a six-month period of high school, whether – being bullied or getting dumped by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or or whatever or something at home um yeah that's i mean that's that's a tough one to try to narrow it down uh, i get it like this guy had some sort of fight with his mom and then his grandma um uh, but i don't i don't i don't know how we're going to identify these things i don't want to be in the same category as other people who act like there's a simple solution to this we just we're ignoring the mental health problem cuz God dang! You don't want every you don't want ever every kid who goes through a moody period in high school. Come on, teenagers, Please. high school. Yeah, exactly. 
um, all of a sudden identified as a possible shooter and, I don't know, put in a... I don't know what you'd even do. And I have no idea how to get this going. Is there some psychological workup that we can do? I mean, to be dumped by a, a girlfriend, for instance may amaze you it happened to me more than once um and uh, i got to know you eh? but the well that's one way to put it um <laughs> but uh, the idea that that hurt maybe even there's some resentment whatever uh, there wasn't just mostly hurt the idea that that would express itself in wanting to hurt others who were utterly unrelated to the situation. I mean, that's I've never felt an iota of that. Mm-hmm. Just the, the way I'm made. It doesn't make me better. Right. It's just the way I'm made. Um, well, I think ve- the vast majority of us are that way. We're right. very, very hurt, very, very upset. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to us at the time. We're not going to hurt anybody about it. Right. Or ourselves. Yeah. Right. Huh. Or at least yeah, that used know. to be. Maybe I don't know what the average uh, young person today is thinking or feeling because of all the things that are going on, whether it's something literally in the water or staring at our phones or whatever. People are different today than they used to be not very long ago. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like a grumpy old man, I know the society I grew up in was much more oriented toward happens to everybody. It's not a big deal. Don't take it personally. As opposed to the smallest, they even have a term for it, microaggression, is to be treated like a disaster, a monumental disaster, and you are expected to go to pieces. As uh, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff wrote in a brilliant, brilliant uh, piece of journalism, which became a book, uh, we are teaching mental illness to our children. 